Welcome to Podcast This Escape, the podcast where we talk about the escape room that we escaped from in the previous episode of this podcast. Take two worked. Take two went fine. Don't don't betray the fact that that was take two. You don't know what I've kept in the edit. Uh, we just finished uh, the Hansel and Gretel fairy tale room uh, created by Isabel and Jan. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. So there was a lot going on in there. Heaps of grim a, fairy tale bits. It was it was a big room. Like we spent ages. Yes, it was a long there. room with lots of fun stuff, and all these references. Uh, it was really, really enjoyable. Is there like so you started with like a Hansel and Gretel theme. What made you decide on like a fairy tale room? Um, we actually wrote a fairy tale book, um, ourselves or like an adaption of them uh, of the old oh, fairy cool. tales um, and try to transfer them to the current situation all with corona and that jazz for example red riding hood <laughs> is not visiting her elderly grandmother because that would be hmm, <laughs> a bit irky so she's just yes. going through the woods and uh, hands her the bu- um, and and puts down the basket um, in front of her porch and um, <laughs> then if we look at Rapunzel She's the queen of self-isolation. <laughs> Love it. So she won't uh, let her hair down. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so it. she just won't let her hair down. <laughs> and then uh, we awesome. did uh, several other transfers of this um, yeah, fairy tale. Do a, lot of, then... do a lot of the fairy tales become shorter with coronavirus? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We actually did it in cartoon form so that we only cl- uh, like oh, show the scenario. That's so much fun. I love it. Um, Well, look, I really enjoyed the room. Now, one thing that obviously is a standout thing to talk about is the fact that this room was full of puns and language-based puzzles Mm. and things about where, like, the characters couldn't tell us secrets so they had to, like, fit in puns and jokes to try and give us clues. And you had done this in German as well. Yeah, how much work was it to try and make those puns work in English? I mean, the whole series of cat pillow riddles and all this stuff how much like is that completely rewritten or was it similar enough that you could sort of make them similar to how they were in german what was the what was the process there i uh, had to um redo some of them uh for example the pillow riddle the pillow riddle actually um in the german version it spelled out the name of the dog and you didn't have to um enchant uh, do this bubbling potion with a gem but by um oh, whispering the you... name of the dog to it and the oh, name was wolf... fun the name was wolfgang um like in wolf and gang which is a german uh word wolfgang it's a mm, name sure. like wolfgang amadeus mozart mozart exactly yeah. yep yeah. yeah um and i tried to do this in english too but then i just fi- started filling out the alphabet and i kind of just <laughs> thought i have an interesting idea idea for the letter q oh that's a terrible name <laughs> <laughs> that's a terrible uh alpha um letter to form a name around because then i would have to think of s- certain um vocals uh that aren't as easy as others mm. and then i yeah uh, instead took the challenge of spelling the word turquoise <laughs> <laughs> of course um Ooh. so and was it effectively the same the same puzzle in in German. It was you have words that sound like W and O and L and F. I don't exactly. Yeah. Really? Like um. 
we have sent me the German version of your notes so I can attempt uh, to understand them at some point? Right now? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Wait. Oh, no, oh, no, no, it can be later. I'm just really curious. Yeah. Mm. Thanks. But yeah, do you have an example like for, for one of the letters of Wolfgang? Mm, yeah. Um, I mean, it might, so probably, obviously it's quite hard. <laughs> if, you, if you spell, the, or not spell, if you pronounce the letter W in uh, English, you say W. But in German, we say V instead of W, but it's the same mm. letter. And um, V is also a word in German that describes missing someone or being sad. And it's like a kind of, of hurt. So yep. you... Ah. Yeah, and that's the way Love I it. would build the uh, puns or the riddles. <laughs> that's, that's wonderful. Good. Um, and what about the animal ones at the start? Um, like, is it easy to come up with, what do you call it? You know, animal-based similes and metaphors in German? Are they about the same? Um, so we had this part where, um, we were, uh, in, where we were stuck on the game part, right? So yeah. I tr- hmm. tried using the more ambiguous versions in the German version more. So I had, um, or the better, uh, or the rambling part. I used more of those puns in the German version, for example. Gotcha. Uh, I think there's also the, uh, English phrase to outfox someone, like out- yeah. outsmart yes. someone. Uh, th- we have that in German too. It's, uh, oh. it's an adjective. It's, um, to be huh. ausgefuchst. To be smart or intelligent. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> this is my languages are amazing. <laughs> yeah, you never know. With things like that, those are the most insane ones to know if it's going to translate or not. Mm. Yeah, yeah. The, taking the job of trying to translate puns is very intense. I remember, so I, uh, I have a thing I talk to people about because I, I know a, a little, a small amount of Japanese, um, but I read some, I've, I've, I have some books by, by someone uh, in Japanese, where he loves to write with lots of puns, and so the translations I've got of these books, they it's really laboured as they try and translate all of the puns because mm. Japanese has a whole thing where you can write words that are pronounced the same way but written mm. with different kan- with like with different symbols that you borrow from other words that could possibly be pronounced that way. So you sort of rewrite the words with parts of other words that have the same pronunciation to change the meaning of the basic word. And so you end yeah. up with these sentences where he's like, where, where, where the translation is like, an expert, Meijin, could be a life person, Meijin, or maybe a, like, and, then, and, there's some, and he has like four other things that he writes down that could be pronounced with the same, like, as Meijin. <laughs> and so it's just like, a Meijin is 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 a Meijin. And they're all different and they're all written differently and they all have different implications for what that meaning would be. And so it's very, be- they're all these, these belabored translations trying to be like, look, like, it's almost like the translator has to stop and say, look, he's writing it with different kanji. This is what's going on. Let me just explain the situation <laughs> before I translate it. So it can obviously be a, quite a difficult thing to make work. Um, although I suppose at least we have the fact that English and German uh, are a bit closer similar related. languages are both romantic compared la- to something... Uh, romantic languages, yeah. Mm. Um, um, but yeah, so... fantastic work because it, it, all, it all worked really well. We got caught up on one that we shouldn't have, right? Which, this oh, is the yeah. pronunciation one, right? Which is that eight and aid sound similar enough that it could be... Yeah. I, we really should have got that one. And it was effectively the exact same puzzle as S 
and ass yeah. in turquoise. It was, and we just... So we got it the second time. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> Once we were ready for it, we got it. Uh. Um, so all right. When you were running this room in German, uh, Jan, were you also filling in for all of the characters? Yes, my um, either um, oh god, I'm so sorry. I answer again. Give me a second. Um, yes, I um, also played the characters because um, either wrote the room and either um, gave him my jobs that I have to do while we are playing <laughs> this room with um, other people. So I guess I become a little bit of an actor in the few times we are playing this room. And you're also Wonderful. a playtester, it is. And you do the introductions in a German once. Yes. <laughs> Uh, true. So, and so you did playtest the room as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. We um before we went um to some German escape room podcast, we playtested this with um some friends of either mine, and um in the first round I was um also one of the playtesters, and and yeah, starting second. from the second round, um I'm was the second host, and next to either. Awesome. So nice. for the for the two of you, was there much? Uh, that changed when you were playtesting it? Like, so when you first wrote it and then you started playtesting, did you end up changing a lot of the puzzles or how <laughs> smooth honest, was that? To be honest, yes. <laughs> um, we've been there. We'd... Not so many. Not, not oh, so well, many we first didn't have a cage. or uh, No, we had oh. a cage, but it wasn't locked. And then people started uh, being annoyed that there wasn't a challenge there. <laughs> <laughs> they could just open it eventually. <laughs> Yeah, and we also had Gretel and Hansel start in different rooms. So Gretel would investigate the house, and Hansel would be caught in the uh, cage. Which and makes the, which sort of mimics the the story a bit more, where she is in the house cleaning and work, and he just gets locked up and fat. Exactly. So that, and you did you change that just because it was too hard to to run and to manage the the two parts of puzzles? You wanted it to be together yeah. just to make it easier. Um, yeah, to streamline it a bit and make it a bit more, um, a, a bit less long. Actually, um, I think maybe mm, the new translation adaptions might have uh, elongated it again. I'm sorry. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, um, all good. The more game, the better. Yeah, look, it was really, it was, there was <laughs> definitely a long room, and I'm sure the, the final episode will be quite long, but uh, it was really fun. There's a lot to do. But nothing that felt like it didn't feel like we were doing the same thing over and over again. No, it didn't, it feel, didn't like... feel like that we were that any one puzzle was really long and needed to be shorter or anything. It was all good. And if we had been smarter, it would have been fine. That too. <laughs> Aww. What was what was Billy your favorite? My favorite puzzle. Yeah. Ooh. I mean, there was a lot that I really liked. I'm trying to think. I I liked the. Uh, Honestly, I liked the cage. I liked being able to unlock so everything, I. right? Because, it, because not only was it like a fun puzzle in terms of trying to find all of these little hidden animals, some of which were incredibly easy and, some, and they got harder mm. and harder, but also it set up the theming of the room that both the, like the, the animals can talk, the cage yeah. can talk, things can talk. It set up the conceit of these animals will try and help you but they're magically forbidden from doing so, so they can only help you with riddles. So it justified the entire room, and it did all that in a puzzly way, right? When you talk <laughs> about when you talk about uh, puzzles and narrative, and having puzzles that actually tell you part of the story. Well, that's exactly this what is I mean. exactly how yeah. it should be done by any like. For, so for people who are wanting to know how do you make puzzles part of your story, 
this is a perfect example. Yeah. Like, oh, we were given a riddle because we're in a witch's thing. Like, and it tells us about how the witch works and it tells us about the world we're living in. So yeah. this is a puzzle that, that pushes forward the narrative rather than just being stop everything, do a puzzle, then get back to the story. So Instead I thought it was really well put together. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. and it meant that I really liked that donkey. Yeah, yeah, it set up the donkey very well. It very much helped that your uh, performance as the donkey was very good. <laughs> so we felt very sorry for this sad donkey. Uh, but no, I loved um, it. As I said, it started the room perfectly. It was wonderful. Thank you very much. Uh, actually, you probably know those type of uh, choose-your-own-adventures, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, there's a really cool bunch of uh, choose-your-own-adventures um, by, I don't know if I'm allowed to drop names, but I'm just honestly a fan oh, of them. Good. They're uh, called Choice of Games, and they have really uh, kind uh, authors, and um, one thing, one rule of thumb they always advise is that uh, no decision should um, frustrate, but it um, can be a challenge, mm. but it sh should always... Um, uh, have a purpose and I try to um, incorporate that in stories that I write and also in this room I guess yeah. <laughs> I uh, used to do some um, interactive novels also with like um, a crowd in uh, German oh wonderful nice and cool I'm now on choice of games and I'm looking at oh, it and how did I not because... know about this <laughs> <laughs> um, no but that's really cool and it felt that way right everything we did all the puzzles like they felt like they should be there and it was great Hey everybody, it's Bill. I'm just jumping into the middle of this episode with three quick things to mention. The first is a reiteration of last week which is if you haven't registered to go to Recon the Room Escape Conference you should register now. There are links in the show notes below. It's completely free. It is August the 23rd and 24th, or if you're in an Australian time zone like me, probably the 24th and the 25th. It is a global free Room Escape conference all online. Heaps of stuff to do. Talks at really interesting times, no matter what your time zone is. Go and get involved. It's run by the Spirers, who you will know from our show as Room Escape Artist. It's phenomenal. Go and do it. I'm going to be watching a whole bunch of stuff get involved, go and click the links below right now. Secondly, on a similar vein, we are doing a special bonus episode of Escape This Podcast, which is just an interview done by the Spirits to us. Does that make sense? They're going to be interviewing us on our own show. It's a very completely conceited episode to do, but we're going to do it anyway. So that's coming up soon. And the reason I'm mentioning it is if you have questions that you would be interested in hearing our answers to, especially ones that might have a little bit of a longer response or just anything that you've wondered that we haven't covered in our show already, you can send those questions to David and Lisa and they will then ask them to us. It's a kind of weirdly roundabout way to do it, but it'll get you the best response because we'll be on air and we'll have to make it entertaining. So there's a link below that you can click to ask us questions via the Spiras. Uh, and if you've ever been wondering about the process of making the show or designing escape rooms or our opinions on random stuff, I'm not sure how they're curating the questions, I don't need to. I just got to answer them. But there is a link below to that. Thirdly, and lastly, before we get back into the show, uh, there is a new podcast that I wanted to tell you about. And it's a new project involving friend of the show, Chris Yule. You'll remember Chris Yule as one of the two hosts of Finish It. He's now involved in a new show called In Theatres Never. It's like a, you know those shows where they take a movie and they break it down like one minute at a time, really, really in-depth breakdown of a movie? 
that's what it is, except the movie doesn't exist. So if you've ever wanted an improv comedy version of an in-depth movie analysis show, go check it out. It's called In Theatres Never. There are a link below to their website, or you can check them out on Twitter at In Theatres Never. All right, let's get back to the show. Did you have a separate kind of favourite puzzle or did I steal your puzzle? You absolutely stole my favourite puzzle. Well, as a designer... Uh, Isabel, did you have anything that you were most proud of in the making of this room? Like, what's your favourite part of the room? I'm, I'm mostly proud of the puns, I think, because I have a really <laughs> silly sense of humour. Um, that was fun. Now, are you, as, are you more proud of the German puns or the English puns? Hmm. I want to say <laughs> the German ones only so that uh, no one knows what the real quality is. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to see your German notes even more. Thank you. Oh no, um, they're actually worse. I, I think, to be honest. No. <laughs> I also so if we're going yeah, back to things English. that I liked, again, it's not the thing that you're sub. It's not the required things. We said this with the last room. The outside knowledge isn't required, but it makes you feel good when you do yes, know them. So when so you identified the brothers Grimm, or you knew the stories, you knew the the, the, the musicians the donkey of Bremen. Yeah, music. that's and fun. And I just went, oh, that is nice. That makes me feel happy that that is there. <laughs> well, I mean, you're a trivia person, so yeah. being able to use your trivia just to feel good and feel superior exactly. I don't and need smug. it to solve puzzles, but just to feel nice. Is it's good. It's nice. Oh, yeah. And in a room like this that has so many references and things, like how cool would it have been if someone like really knew their Grimm and as soon as they saw the tree and the apples, they were like, oh, I wonder if this is like the story of Frau Hölder, you know, like Holla. Frau Holder, right? Like, so like, actually, say that straight away. Table a lot. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of stuff. Like, oh, the wishing table. I know this. I'm going to cudgel it with a sack. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Were also, there any um, references? Yep. Sorry, um, the fairy tale of Mother Hulda is kind of uh, famous in German, but not really popular compared to the other fairy tales uh, in the English, mm. um, in the yeah, Anglo-Saxon language, I think. Um, the uh, I, I kind of um, cut the not essential parts of the fairy tale because there's one uh, part that's kind of interesting and that most German folks know. Um, it's um, when you shake the pillows of Mother Holder, there won't come. Uh, there will um, be snow on Earth, and uh, people <laughs> oh. just uh, saw the stack of uh, pillows uh, on which the <laughs> princess lies, and uh, they said, "Oh well." Once they freed the pillows, uh, they started shaking them, and I was like, hmm, hmm, I have to give it to them. That's a smart idea. I like it. So <laughs> it started nice. snowing, but they, um, we don't, uh, the barrier prevented the snow from entering. But, oh, um, the, um, the evil stepmother actually gets covered in snow, and you're fine. <laughs> that's her, that's uh, really fun. <laughs> oh, that's a cool step. Yeah, were there any other references that we missed? Were there other fairy tales in there? I mean, um, you probably um, know the Princess and the Frog, right? Yes. Yeah, that, that, that one's one all good. Yeah, of course, fair enough. In a pretty obvious one. <laughs> um, I yeah, we didn't try to kiss it once. No, oh, uh, we didn't. other other groups actually did that. It was kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, we had um, Jan played the prince in a different uh, round two, and he started role playing as. Uh, <laughs> I think um, the the new boyfriend of uh, Gretel or Hansel. <laughs> oh, that's fun! And sometimes um, the prince became after 
being kissed uh, a frog gant and yeah oh no <laughs> like a switch <laughs> and the switch and switch and switch this was um, quite interesting <laughs> that is fun now one thing that was interesting about this room is some of the stuff that was limiting our ability to solve a puzzle was the knowledge of what to do but it felt like some of those things that we we could have done anyway. Like I don't like I think it we there's a good chance that we may have seen the tree and just been like, oh, can shake we shake it. it and get the apples down? Like, is there anything there that that would that have been fine? Have been, yeah, would that have been fine? Would you have just said, yeah, that's cool, shake the tree because yeah. we guessed it? I I would have just completely. Uh, I've been uh, fine with that. Uh, I think it happened once too. I just uh, give the opportunity of the fairy tale book one. Uh, if in case you don't know the fairy tale, so there's no nice. outside knowledge, and also mm. it gives um, the means to structure the um, what is reinfolge hmm. the order of um, mm. the order of the riddles a little bit more, so that works well. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. And it's fine because the chicken is just one of many steps. Exactly. Like we couldn't do the pee until we'd gotten inside because we needed the hat to get the water. Yeah. So there are other elements that are limiting what we can do. <laughs> so it works out pretty well. Thank you. Um, unless I already knew the formula for a, uh, for a undoing <laughs> potion just off the yeah, top of my head. Yeah, but you still would have to knowledge. get the hat, right? <laughs> True. Um. But yeah, so that's cool. So it does still have like the physical gating of the elements being separated out. Exactly. Uh, so I can't get to all of them. That's that's really cool. That was also part of the progress because um, the process because uh, in the first round it was um, with the two characters starting in different um, locations. They had uh, all of the items available and searchable. And it also made it of a bit course. confusing. Of course, you're right. That would make it confusing. I would have been terrified if we'd started in different rooms, both because then I would have had to do stuff on my own and because, yeah, there would have just been so there much. There would have been too much. You're right. It would have been that overwhelming. That would have been scary. Especially from a podcast, yeah. um, especially from a podcast perspective, like yeah, we would have had a... to describe literally everything straight away because mm. we would have had access to it. Yeah. So, yeah, that worked out really well in terms of the gating. You know one thing we never did, though I suppose mm. it wasn't on our original map, Hmm. But there is a small amount of space between the outside barrier and the house itself. And we didn't like wander we never, around like, the house. Around the house on yeah, the outside. I didn't really think about that. Was that anything you considered? Did any did any group ever try and do that during the playtest? Oh yeah, they found uh, a garden hose made out of gingerbread that spouted um, <laughs> gingerbread crumbs, stuff like that. Oh, that's fun because you see a hose, you think, "Oh, water, finally!" Yeah. Then you turn it on, and it's just full of. That's crumbs. a nice troll moment. <laughs> Icing comes out. <laughs> um, oh, that was cool. I really enjoyed that. I had a. It was a fun kind of different setting because you've done stuff that has like a fairy tale flavor to it before. We've done the witch's tower, outright fairy tale. Nothing, yeah, nothing specific. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, you so did cool uh, an episode uh, on Rapunzel actually. Yeah, we I, did that. yeah, there was a little bit of Rapunzel. Rapunzel in a that was really we, we did cool. a Rapunzel tower, oh, and we also did the witch's <laughs> hut, so with the cold, which is not quite fairy tale, but no, had the flavor. Just, yeah, um, we actually but, uh, um, replayed the uh, Rapunzel one with a group of um, American and English uh, friends on Discord. Oh, oh fun! <laughs> yeah, that was a nice. That was a lovely. That was very early on. That was like room. Yeah, that five was like number five. So that's pretty. That was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I I really love this. Do you have any uh, kind of other questions, Danny? Before we, I had one comment, uh, which was just it's totally irrelevant. It sure. doesn't mean anything. So the witch, you know, it was messing with all the animals, 
turn this little happy dachshund into a wolf. Was it trying to be mean or was it trying to be nice? Or was she trying to be nice? Because there are some dogs that dream of being wolves. Making a wolf a powerful creature. I'm sure. Was it that mean? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. (laughs) I'm sure it was Mm. a good experience for a little shaggy. (laughs) But also he couldn't talk anymore. That's true. He He did seem to like the talking. And he is a singer. So it's pretty sad. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Well, um, thank you so much for going to all of the effort of not only creating the room, but then translating and recreating <laughs> half the room anyway, like in English. Uh, so thank you so much for going. It was a wonderful experience. Uh, it worked out really well. So thank you so much for doing that right. for us. <laughs> it was really cool to be uh, here. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Do you have any last minute comments or anything, anything else that needs to be said that we've missed? <laughs> mm, I don't know. I think you mentioned that you wanted to hear about that weird attic uh, escape room that I did. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. That's right. You said in the first episode, uh, I think it was on air, yes, uh, that you f- you made your a, first a escape room, escape room thing in that you your made. attic. Like, how did you get into that? How did that happen? Um, I just really wanted to try it out, and you don't usually have the, uh, the spatial capacity, right? But um, mm. uh, I just um, made all of the props out of cardboard and painted them and um there was also a volcano that was um uh the 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 lock was uh light induced and um oh. yeah it was a pretty standard uh, escape room actually uh, i think so not really innovative but uh after <laughs> that i kind of uh did miniature ones like made out of shoe boxes for uh oh that's I love it. Oh, that's so cool it was um ba- uh, she she used uh, to dance ballet so we um made a um two friends of mine and I did a ballet themed escape room that uh was putting on a show of Romeo and Juliet and there's all this kind of stabbing going on in Romeo and Juliet <laughs> and in very uh, in in many uh Shakespeare um tragedies and also I think no and also histories anyway um Mm. We, uh, for example, put in um, one riddle where you had to figure out which um, um, dagger is the one corresponding to Romeo and to the other nice. characters and also to other characters from other Shakespeare plays. And, That's um, cool. We crafted tiny little um, daggers. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's really fun. Oh, that like little diorama escape rooms. I'm That's picturing really cool. in The Simpsons where Lisa does the... Um, uh, the Edgar Allan Poe. It's That's Allison who does that one. Oh, Allison does that yeah. one. Uh, yeah. With a little beating floor. With a little beating floorboard heart and all that sort of stuff. That'd be a pretty. Imagine making a really high tech diorama escape room. Oh, <laughs> pretty <man>. awesome. <laughs> It actually <laughs> had a hidden uh, tile and all of this jazz. Oh, Aww. that's so cool. I know. want to try LED this. That seems like. That seems <laughs> awesome. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, that's really exciting. Um, <laughs> What's your area like for escape rooms? Are there yeah, a lot around where you live? Around? Um, obviously, with Corona, there's the whole situation. Oh, well, true. <laughs> going to the dogs, um, going to the shaggies. Um, but <laughs> um, I, I, I moved recently, so I can't really say uh, if there are escape room uh, stores or what do you call them? Stores? Escape room. Um. I don't know, it's just escape yeah, rooms. Yeah, we just call them escape rooms. That's oh, the whole business. 
I don't know if there are any escape rooms in the area, but um, where I'm uh, where I'm coming from, there are two uh, chains, and I think there's um, in Germany the chains are really um, prevalent. But if there hmm. are like uh, individual stores, that's uh, always pretty cool because they um, have new concepts and also are more under the pressure to innovate. I think so. Yeah, you, that, that's true. For sure. Yeah. And also, one of oh. the podcasts I was on is um, c- consists of uh, game show, uh, um, escape room game hosts ah. themselves. So they are uh, old people that um, are part of the staff of one escape room, and um, it's already also really cool. It's uh, called uh, Escapaden, which is escape in um, escape mm-hmm. escapees in German. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Yeah, love it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. If people wanted to, I know you, you were saying we introduced you as as creating a, a comic, a comics for world peace, which is all in German. So if you don't speak German, this isn't going to interest you too much. But if people wanted to to read that and follow that, and where would they be able to find it? Um, it's uh, you can either search uh, comics for world peace, but if you're if you speak German, just type in comics für den Weltfrieden, and it's um www dot uh sorry it's uh comics minus uh like why do I say it on mixed languages sorry it's in German <laughs> comics minus für minus den minus Weltfrieden punkt de. <laughs> and um you can just. If you want to look at illustrations or stuff, you can just Google my name, I guess, um, or look at the word Zeichen Elster. Hooray. And, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, sure. <laughs> all that social Wonderful. media Wonderful. Well, I'll have, and, I'll have uh, links to all these in the show notes. <laughs> people can follow through. And if you look, if you want to practice your German at home, comics yeah. are a good way to practice. That's true. That's yeah. true. Because you'll see what's going on and then you can read as well. If you want to uh, learn more about the silent um, guy in the background, you can also find me at Instagram <laughs> and Twitter um, under my name, um, Jan unterstrich Bübecker. Great. Wonderful. All right. Yeah. I think that's about it then. Yes. So thank, thank you, you so, so much for, for coming and running the room. Right. Thank uh, you if you for want to find us. more. It was a great time. Uh, if you want to find more of us and you're listening and you can't or you haven't already found all of our stuff, uh, we're on Twitter at EskThisPodcast. Uh, you can send us an email, EscapeThisPod at gmail.com, um, or you can find all of the stuff that we do, uh, this show, Solve This Murder, a murder mystery show that we create, uh, play this game of us on Twitch playing games. You can find all of that at ConsumeThisMedia.com. That's our sort of branch uh, oh, kind you of also name have where you see everything now, that we're right? doing. Yes, and there is a Discord. There's a fan Discord if you want to <laughs> hang out and chat and talk and meet people who enjoy the show and talk to us and discuss the latest episodes. We got uh, a Twitch, we got a Red Bubble. We're on all the websites yes. now. So there's a link to the Discord below. Uh, and there's merch if you want to buy shirts with our logo on it. And or Red Bubble is an odd site. You can get like like mugs and and notebooks and socks with our logo on it. But you can check all that out. You know out. what? Before this uh, season is over, my notebook is going to run out of space. Maybe I should get You should get an Escape This Podcast notebook from Redbubble, just like everybody else should. So you can check all the, <laughs> the links to that in the show notes below. Uh, all right. Wonderful. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, thank you, Danny, for playing with me. Uh, oh, and thank, thank you, you so much, uh, Isabel and Jan, for running the room. Thank you very much, <laughs> too.
<laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Have a good bye. one, everyone. Bye, everybody. Yes, you, you stay here. <laughs> yeah, you stay talking to Auf us. Wiedersehen. We're just saying goodbye to our audience. <laughs> Tschüss. Um, Tschüssikowski. Tschüssikowski.